When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gassing Out Loud, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol Rovers reporter Jack Vittles. Welcome along to Gassing Out Loud with myself, Michelle Owen and Jack Vittles. Going to reflect on a mixed Easter weekend, a big concession from Darrell Clark and a phobia that Jack Vittles has that he needs to tackle at football grounds. But first, Jack... Let's start with a very mixed Easter weekend. The victory on Friday against Bury was all well and good, but all the hard work was undone with the defeat against Fleetwood, wasn't it? Talk us through your thoughts. Yeah, a mixed one, like you say. I think they conceded, they knew they needed six points from the weekend to stay in the playoff running, and they didn't get that. They only got the three. The win against Bury was uh, was good, uh, coming from behind again, scoring a couple of late-ish goals. So that was all well and good on Easter Friday um, and results elsewhere sort of went for Rovers and they were still in the mix and then it basically left things obviously as we know Easter Monday up at Fleetwood uh, a win was a real must there with other teams winning as well um, and it just did not fall for them at all really 2-0 defeat Chris Lyons getting sent off um, all going to pot in the last half an hour really more injuries um, and Daryl Clark came out afterwards and said look we're being realistic the playoffs aren't going to happen this season they're now seven points off with six games to go um, and there's a lot of very good teams around them. And Rovers have got some horrible uh, or, or tough fixtures mm. coming up. So, yeah, it, it looks like it's all over for this season in terms of the playoffs. But six games to go. Still plenty to play for in terms of, you know, individual players and, and looking ahead a bit further to the future. I mean, it was almost like the season... We, we've said this before. It feels like the season never really sparked off. But it feels like it almost not capitulated but it all just went in that sort of last half hour with the Chris line sending off and and the loss let's talk about the sending off first is it is it the right decision yeah well no idea that's the problem it was for to send so we don't really know I think yes from what Daryl Clark said um, basically Ellis Harrison got into a, a, a tussle with Kean Bolger uh, line sprinted probably 35 yards across to speak to the ref and once he'd been talking to the ref for about three seconds he was instantly booked she obviously didn't say anything too clever then and then about 90 seconds later the ball was out of play for a throw-in and the ref stopped the game again called over Lockyer the captain called over Lines had a chat with them tried to calm Lines down looked like it was all sort of uh, becalmed and finished with and then I can only assume Lines has said something as he walked away and the referee's gone yellow, red, off um, Daryl Clark says that they, you know, Lines will be disciplined within the club for that it's not good enough at all I mean that happens just before the hour mark and then they get two late goals and that's that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Rivers down to 10 men. They've got to push for the goal. I think they knew they needed the win. Daryl Clark even, he threw another striker as well with 20 minutes to go. Uh, three points were a must up there to stay in the hunt with results elsewhere as well. So it does, like I said, leaves with seven points off the top six and really not a huge amount in terms of, you know, promotional relegation to play for in the last six games. But... Oh, yeah. I mean, we can say they're safe, that's for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just been one of those seasons where... After Christmas, things have been a lot better. Yeah. But looking at the table now, does it feel like a wasted opportunity? Yeah, I think it's frustrating, isn't it? I think a lot of people will look back at that period, October, November time. What was it? I can't remember what it was now. One or two wins in 13 and all comps. You know, if you can just pick up one win there, all of a sudden you're within four points of the playoffs with six to play. There's still plenty to play for. And you've got to play teams around you like Charlton. So... 
I think you know people were very keen to lay into Chris Lines on Monday and what he did. You know, you know you can't defend it. It wasn't good. Daryl Clark said that, but you certainly can't pin the failure on that at all. It's it's over the course of the season, Rovers should have picked up five or six points elsewhere. I think that's the frustration is that there's been glimpses that shown they're good enough to be in the top six, uh, but it wasn't to be. And I think yeah, consistency uh, was the biggest failing this season. But you know we knew that, didn't we? Halfway through the season. Oh, it's just. That was the word to sum up Bristol Rovers this season was inconsistency for sure. Looking at these final sort of six games then, is there any part of anyone that is the eternal optimist? I mean, I I would say it's done and dusted. Darren Clark said it's done and dusted. You clearly think that. So it's a difficult patch, isn't it? With lots of players out as well. So what happens to Bristol Rovers now for the final six games of the season? Yeah, so they're missing, I think by my count, maybe eight or nine players now. They've got a bucket load of injuries Tom Nichols limped off in the warm-ups. Joe Partington came off on Monday as well. Chris Lyons is obviously suspended now. So Saturday at home to Charles, they're going to be missing a lot of players. Hopefully, they'll get a few of them back. Um, we don't know the extent of most of the injuries. Um, but I suppose what it does do, and what Daryl said he might do, is look at the under-23 players, uh, bring in a few players back from the cold as well. And I think it's actually, although it's come in... You know, unfortunate circumstance with injuries and no playoffs I think it could be a blessing really for Rovers to have a look at some of these younger players see if they want to sign them on a longer term deal see if they can cut it at first team level so we could be in for you know, an interesting six games at least even if it's not going to be playing for the top six yeah there's, you know, there's a few games where they've got a couple in a week and things so it's going to go very very quickly these next sort of four it's really four weeks left of the season yeah, isn't it? Months, it's crazy it. yeah. um, when you sort of look at these young players coming through is it quite exciting for them even though it's unfortunate for Rovers as a club and for the fans, but it's a very exciting and a big opportunity for these youngsters in the under-23s. I mean, is there any names we should be looking out for in these next few games? Yeah, I think it is exciting, isn't it? And they're playing big teams as well. They get a chance to play Wigan and Charlton and Blackburn uh, in front of what will be, I'd have thought, good crowds at the moment. So, yeah, there's a few players coming through. Obviously, Luke Russ has played uh, a couple of times now for the first team. He just looks so young. Yeah, he's very small, very small. Um, he played on Monday, came on as a sub. Cam Hargreaves was on the bench again. Um, there's a few others as well knocking around. Uh, Keenan Dunwall, the strikers, played once the season off the bench. Uh, there's a few others as well in that development squad that might get their go. Um, Rovers are a bit short, sort of, well, all over the place at the moment. So they only named six subs on Monday. So it looks like some of those younger guys will be getting a go, which should be nice, should be exciting, at mm. least. You know, only naming sort of six subs on, on Monday, is that sort of an indication of where the club is at? Because that is quite a rare thing for a football yeah, to only name six subs yeah it is I, don't, I wouldn't read too much into that only because I just think they'd only travelled with the 18 I think it was as simple this as that a long trip yeah exactly it's a long way it was 48 hours after a previous game someone goes for six yeah well, exactly injured sorry. exactly so yeah they, they travelled with the 18 and the 18 were fit uh, you know at quarter to three um, it's just that Nichols, Nichols, Nichols gets injured yeah he threw his back out in the warm ups so um, I don't think the six subs hampered them particularly on Monday at all. You know, no. Daryl said they had enough out there to beat Fleetwood if they were on form, and they did. But uh, one to be. Yeah, but it shows why you do have a big squad, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, Rovers have got, a, I think, a relatively deep, deep squad for League One. You know, you look at the performance against Berry; they were missing seven or eight players. Still able to name a relatively strong bench and come from behind there. Used the subs well. Telford came off the bench and scored. So I don't think depth is too much of an issue. Obviously you can't really legislate having eight or nine players out particularly at this time of the season Um, if Rovers did have something to fight for they would still be right up against it 
What was the target at the start of the season? It was top half, top ten, right? Yeah, I think... I think and they're in tenth right now. Yeah, exactly. I think there were, there were a couple of targets at the start of the season. I think Darrell wanted to beat the points total of last season. What was the points um, total of last season? 67, I think. Um, so, so they're on 54 right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat that now. Um, but as the season's gone on, they've cons- you know they've sort of accepted that perhaps the league is much stronger the, this season. The league is so much tighter this season. You know, yeah, it is. It is. I, there's, there's better size in it this year. The teams at the bottom are much better. The teams that have come down from the championship are much better. Um, you know, you look at Wigan and Blackburn and Charlton. Plymouth have gone mental since Christmas. Nobody <laughs> expected Shrewsbury to be there. There's teams that are just flying. Mm. Um, but I think a top 10 finish should be seen as... Uh, well, it's not progress, is it? Because they came 10th last season. But as satisfactory, at least. Mm. Another season of good work. They're an established League One club. This is a side that less than four years ago got relegated out of the league. Yep. And you look at the sides that they came up with, from League Two to League One, that is. So Northampton, AFC Wimbledon, they're all down struggling. there really fighting struggling. for their lives. Yeah. yeah. So you can't underestimate the progress Rovers have made. I do understand that some fans are a little bit frustrated, you know, with two 10th place finishes. But... It is two 10th place finishes in the third tier of English football be on a tiny yeah. budget. Yeah, so you've got to be positive. The weird thing is where, where Rovers are sat, actually a gap has developed finally. I mean, it's been so tight all season. Yeah. Between the, the top nine and you sort of think like Rotherham to Plymouth, so that's six places down to Plymouth Argyle. They're all fighting for the playoffs. So any one of those could get in the playoffs. But then like from 10th to sort of 13th to Fleetwood who have just pulled themselves out of trouble. Yeah. You know, those teams really don't have anything to play for now, do they? No, 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 there's only six games to go, I suppose. But the rest of the relegation scrap, so it's, it's still... It's a very tight league, and it? it is it's ridiculous, I think. I know everyone talks about the Championship, but League One's been really exciting this year. Yeah, definitely, it has. And it's kept people interested for a long time. And I think you know, Rovers being in a playoff push, at least, over the last few months, has added a bit of excitement to the final half of the season. And you know, let's not forget, in December, we could have been staring at a relegation fight in the looking over the shoulders in December. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's certainly... Not a you know massively massively successful season, but it is a really another good solid season in League One, something to build on. Any dangers that people might be looking at Daryl Clark over summer? Any other? Well, I, I, think, I think that's always a danger when you have a successful manager, isn't it? You know, Daryl's been there just over four years now, two promotions, two top ten finishes. Um, ignoring those eight games when he first started, he hasn't really failed. You know, it's been four massively successful seasons. Um, I think clubs will be taking note of him maybe keeping an eye on him um, I don't know anything for sure that's you know at the moment I think championship clubs seem to have their own sort of managerial merry-go-round at the moment don't know the same mm. name seems cropping up you know Steve Cotterell Steve McLaren keep coming up for jobs so at the moment it looks like the only way young English managers like Daryl Clark can get into the, the top two divisions is promotion. promoting their own clubs mm. yeah which is good news for Rovers means he's going to stick there he signed a long contract um, although how much that means you know it doesn't really matter anymore does it Daryl himself said it's, it's not worth the paper it's written on so We'll wait and see, but I would be um, yeah confident that he's fully committed to Rovers. Was he right to concede then that the playoffs have gone for his players? You know, does any motivation go? Do they start looking ahead to the um, beach now? I mean, when managers yeah. man come out and say that, it's, is it sort of in the moment and in more emotion? Or is it just like, well, yeah, it's gone, let's think, be honest? Yeah, I think part of it is emotion, definitely after a defeat. But Daryl definitely prides himself on being honest. He always likes to think he's a very honest manager, and he is most of the time. And he came out and said playoffs are over um, I think that's exactly what he thought and you know if you're looking at that league table and thinking they're going to get in the top six you're fooling yourself aren't you so you can't disagree with what he said I don't think it'll particularly demotivate the players they've got plenty to play for um, you know new contracts to play futures, for yeah. exactly their futures everybody's always playing for their future 
It's what Daryl likes to say. So I don't think motivation will be an issue going into these last six games. Now let's talk about what happened to you over the weekend. So obviously as a football reporter, Easter weekend is not a four-day weekend. No. Uh, you spend pretty much all of it working. And uh, on Monday you had the long trip up to Fleetwood. I mean, how, did, how long does that even take from Bristol? Yeah, it's a long time. I went up Sunday night actually. It, yeah. I don't know what it is, just over four hours maybe? Yeah, it's an eight-hour round trip for everyone on Easter Monday. Yes. Just before we move on to what happened to you there, do you think the EFL ever thinks about scheduling on these things? Or well, is it just that these games have to be played? Well, yeah, the games do have to be played, obviously. And I think... but, but, you know, why do they have to be played on a bank holiday yeah. weekend? No, exactly. And, and Plymouth were at Scunthorpe as well, and that game got called off an hour before, and that's miles away. And the fans were, were pretty much, you know, up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's an interesting one. I, I know, well... I've read that the EFL have come out and said before, I think before Christmas, Sean Harvey said that they they schedule these games um, on purpose, basically, these long-distance games. They schedule them on Tuesday nights um, on purpose because what they want is good crowds on Saturday 3pm kickoffs for local games, which seems like the most bizarre what? logic. Yeah, exactly. So you end up with... My you know, head is in my hands. Exeter, Carlisle or Plymouth Morecambe on a Tuesday night. Or on a bank holiday when it's like yeah, really difficult. Exactly, on bank holiday traffic. Monday and the traffic's horrible and you've got to that's, do... That's Madness. Yeah, but then you've got to remember that you know, the, fi- the fixture scheduling is crazy from the Premier League all the way down, isn't it? So they don't really think about the fans much, but credit to the Rovers Braun fans. So there were tons of them. Braun sandwich were great. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah there were. There, how, yeah, how many did they oh, take? Um, I don't know the official number, just over 500 wow. in a crowd of not even 3,000. So, yeah, they were loud. They, were, they filled up an end, um, and I saw them all in the services coming back. They were all in there. So... Credit to them for travelling that far. I think most of them made a weekend of it in Blackpool. Um, and, yeah, they've just been a credit all season, to be honest. Yeah, I think the Rovers fans, especially when the members packed, it is, it's a great place to go. Yeah, it is. You know, it's got a lot of faults, absolutely. But <laughs> well, yeah. it has got a lot of faults, the ground. But the fans make it. But the atmosphere, yeah, it's up there with the best in League One. And it's noticeable how many of my colleagues from other clubs often say how loud the Rovers fans are when they travel to other clubs as well. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. Now... <laughs> I was at Shrewsbury Town on uh, Monday afternoon and on my Twitter feed up popped Jack. Why or why are you being so mean about the Fleetwood <laughs> mascot? It's just a little cod trying to make its way in the world. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it's... It's, it's mouth is just open, isn't it? The it's whole time. sort of a... a, a... <laughs> gaping mouth on what... It's sort of a fluorescent blue cod. Um, what colour are cod? Yeah, see, I'm not sure. Battered is how I normally see them. See, I'm, I'm vegetarian, so I can Ah, uh, right. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know what colour they are, really. But this one was fluorescent blue <laughs> and uh, wandering around in a Fleetwood top. It you know, looks it, a bit gormless, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it just... really look like it knows where it is. It was just a bit surprising. I was sat there on my laptop, <laughs> look, look, looked up from my computer, and there it was, wandering about. Um, yeah, Cod Army, they're known as. So, yeah, not the, uh, the friendliest looking of mascots, but, you know, the fans seem to take to it, so... And um, did the Bristol Rovers mascot ever go away? Good question. No, I haven't seen it. No. Some, some take them everywhere, don't they? Yeah, no, I haven't seen them anywhere. I, I haven't seen any away mascots this season anywhere. But um, there's certainly a few interesting ones knocking around um, the leagues, that's for sure. I know Peterborough the other week, they've got a, a proper one. They've also got one that is sort of a house, basically. <laughs> I, think that, I think they're sponsored by a letting agency. Okay, I've seen it's this very, one, yes. Yeah, very bizarre. I once went to Swindon Town and there was a telephone. Really? As well is that as a sponsorship thing? Well, I assume so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why there was a big green telephone one. Very, but very I've bizarre. Seen, I've seen the cod. I don't yeah. know what its official name is, but I've seen it at various grounds, so it does go around. Really? A travels? Bit. Yeah, I don't know if it travels so much now. It was a couple of years ago, but um, no. Captain Gas doesn't get about then. 
No, no, you don't. You don't. I mean, let's be honest. He he's an unusual looking mascot. Yeah, they've got a few. They've got a few I mean, unusual mascots. Yeah, yeah, he is an unusual looking mascot. Um, you know, you know, known as a pirate. He's a pirate. That's fine. Um, no, there are some trying to some of the weird ones. Mr. Posh at Peterborough oh, as well. Oh, what a Yeovil. What is that? Oh, yeah. The, is it like a like big green, green hair as well? Yeah, it's just a giant green blob. It looks a little bit like something that will come out your nostrils. <laughs> um, but no, I do like, I like Captain Guess. I think he's cool. But yeah, I think you're being very mean to the cod. No, well, the, the, the young Fleetwood fans seem to enjoy him, and uh, they, <laughs> were, they, they were having pictures taken. No, it did slightly freak me out, but next each season, their own. Next season, you have to get a picture with him, okay? Yeah, well, exactly. You'll be back there next season, won't we? So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, Fleetwood look like they're staying up now, that's for sure. Well, I think that's a nice positive note to end on, and in a couple of weeks, then, we'll see how these youngsters are getting on, because we're still going to have quite a bit to talk about as we finish the season, see how some of the youngsters are faring in these next couple yeah, of games. It's going to be tough, though, isn't it? Against Charlton, crikey. Yeah, Charlton Saturday, they're flying. Lee Bowyer coming in, and and matches with Wigan and Blackburn at home it's going to be um, yeah real uh, introduction to League One football for some of those youngsters if they get a chance well let's see if they step up to the mark Jack thank you for joining us I'll let you go and uh, try and calm down after your mascot <laughs> episode and actually before the end of the season you can go and get a picture of Captain Gas and tell them how much you love him okay <laughs> and if you're listening on iTunes please rate and review us thanks for listening and we'll be back in a fortnight's time Gassing Out Loud 